Hello, and welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound in video games. I'm Noel. I am Nathan. And today we're talking about Remnant 2. Remnant 2 has no subtitle, right? The first Remnant was Remnant from the Ashes, but Remnant 2 is just Remnant 2. Yes, it's just Remnant 2. Of course, yeah, naturally. Cool. Give us an overview, Nate. What's Remnant 2? Yeah, so Remnant 2 uh, is a third-person shooter, action-adventure, Souls-like game um, that is the sequel to Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, The first one came out in 2019. That's been a few years. Uh, it's developed by Gunfire Games, uh, which was formed by former staff of Crytek USA and Vigil Games before that. So they're best known for Darksiders, mm-hmm. uh, the first couple of those. And then they also did, funnily enough, uh, some early development on Hunt the Gilded Age, which eventually became Hunt Showdown, which we talked about a couple, a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. We'll talk about maybe some of the influence maybe that, that Hunt had on Remnant and maybe Darksiders too. But yeah. That's when they uh, were Remnant still too. with Crytek though, right? Like the Gilded Age yes. dev work was when those devs were still under the yeah. Crytek banner. And then there was like some like pay controversy they had. And like, I don't remember exactly everything that happened, mm-hmm. but a lot of that, a lot of Crytek USA those devs went on then to form uh, Gunfire, and then Remnant was, I think, their first game. So nice. um, four years later, yeah, we've got Remnant 2. Um, like I said, it's it's been described as like Dark Souls with guns, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of accurate. It's a little reductive, but it's pretty accurate. You and like a few friends, uh, three total, um, you and two other people, adventure through like procedurally generated worlds you're fighting enemies acquiring different loot there's like quests and light puzzle solving building up your character um etc etc uh but yeah that's remnant too yeah i'd say the the souls like comparison is interesting because like it's uh, i guess it's thematically pretty similar stylistically a little bit different um and like mechanically pretty close, but a little dif- little different. And I say it's like mechanically, you know, similar in that way and stylistically different. But it's kind of got that weird thing where you don't really know what's going on as the player character. Like the world is just very weird in the same way that like Souls games are just like, what is this? Like every time you walk and like you're like, who is this person? It all seems very bizarre and you don't have a lot of information. Um, it's stylistically, again, like a little bit. I don't know, brighter, like more cartoony and vivid, I would say, than a soul. It's not quite as just like dark and dreary and gruesome and depressing all the time. Um, But it still kind of has that like weirdness going on, which again, I think we can talk about how that relates to sound. And then souls like in just that like it's difficult. There's like an iframe dodge. There's enemies like big wind up animations and like kind of figuring out boss fights is usually the process is like figuring out when to dodge and like how you don't die immediately and that's kind of the the core gameplay loop um yeah yeah and it differs i think of the biggest i think some people get hung up like in their heads a souls like like punishes you for dying pretty heavily like you lose all your money or you know whatever the currency is in the game and a souls like when you die and then like if you die again you don't get it back or whatever remnant doesn't really have that like there's not quite at least not on the difficulty maybe there's like some modes you can unlock later that punish you more like on the hardcore mode um, with permadeath and stuff. But yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit more forgiving 
than like a Souls Souls game. Yeah, I think for me the the Souls comparison which you just touched on mostly comes through in just the general gameplay loop where it's like there are essentially like bonfires, checkpoints that you're hitting, the enemies respawn if you go to um and like, you know, you big boss fights that are kind of that are pretty tough generally. You kind of like learn you probably won't kill them on the first try and all that stuff, but it definitely feels more arcadey i think mm-hmm. there's like yeah less of a penalty for dying it's way easier just to like join like the multiplayer is way more straightforward than right. a souls game and all of that um and yeah the setting is pretty different although the setup for remnant 2 and remnant 1 is that you're traveling to these very very different worlds which we'll talk about how that kind of uh influences i guess the sound design because there's it's pretty varied but you know certain worlds definitely have more of like a souls like feeling than others but like it's still you know it's very tonally it kind of varies between where you're going it definitely does keep the like the noun soup and just like dropping you into a world and kind of assuming like it treats you like you know all these things right yeah yeah. which is like some people really like and it it (laughs) it can be overwhelming um but kind of fun to like decipher so yeah yeah and I think yeah, that, what, what a what a good way to phrase that. Like it treats you like you know things, which I think helps in in immersion pretty heavily, right? Because you like characters will just like talk to you as if you like are a reasonable person in this world that like understands what's going on. You're like I'm playing a video game. I don't know what's happening, but it feels very grounded in a weird way when people just like are throwing yeah nouns and terms at you and you're like i don't know i don't have any context for this and it's interesting because like the player character also doesn't but that is happening to them as well so there's like a whole meta thing going on there um yeah but yeah let's talk about like we're both playing this game right now so i feel Mm -hmm. like we should talk about i don't know what we're thinking and how it feels like how you know what we're digging about it and then we can kind of see how that leads us into a discussion of the sound so what do you think of remnant 2 uh, I'm enjoying Remnant 2 a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed the first game. I think we both did. We played through most of it together. I was very excited for this one to come out. Uh, I think it improves upon the first game in basically every way. It feels very... It, it just feels kind of like a standard sequel. Um, there's more stuff to do. It looks better. Um, there's new worlds to go explore. There's new quests, but the loop is pretty similar. There's a few changes structurally, you know, with uh, I think like the build, like the character classes and stuff is a little bit different than the first game, but it feels very similar. And I, I love that because I loved the first one. The gameplay feels very engaging. The guns still feel really good to shoot, which I think was one of the best things about the first game is it just it felt really good immediately sound definitely plays a part in that so we'll talk about it um i'm finding like i'm intrigued by all the worlds i'm constantly kind of uh, like excited to explore more and more of it uh i'm excited to kind of re-roll because it's all procedurally generated and kind of see the differences um yeah i'm having a great time it's just been very fun and very engaging and it's not quite like turn my brain off level because I am very much like having to pay attention. It's not like the easiest game, uh, but it is kind of fun just to have a game that just feels very good immediately and just kind of be progressing through it and kind of exploring and just seeing what's all in there. What are you thinking of it so far? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also liking it a lot. It's it's very good. I've been like talking it up everywhere I go. Like everyone needs to t- check out Remnant. I feel like the first one was kind of, um, I don't know, like a, it had a strong cult following, but it wasn't hugely popular. I have like no sales data or Steam charts. Sleeper or hit. Yeah. A sleeper, a sleeper hit. hit's probably an apt term, but it was uh, good. And again, this one just like builds on it and feels like even more polished and approachable. 
like multi like everything's just worked pretty well no real bugs um and i think this is a good case of just like a very good game there's like no extra cruft going on like they just focused on it and made a good game and like i don't know there's not like a ton of cosmetic choices and stuff but there is just like a lot of gameplay depth and stuff here yeah it's just a real good real good game experience uh in a i think a era when that is not happening super often anymore um yeah agreed agreed it's fun just to jump in and have it yeah have like a nice meaty game to go in and play that feels really good yeah it's not it's like it has online multiplayer but it's not online like you can just play locally without an internet connection and everything works Whoa. it's like baffling. without an internet connection how to how does software in work 2023 without being connected to the internet all the time like, how is this possible Ooh. yeah awesome mm-hmm. well let's talk let's talk a little bit about the sound then because i do think let's talk about sound and in like the gameplay in particular yeah. because i think one of the best parts of this game is that the combat just feels really good it feels weighty it feels punchy and i think that the sound is a big part of that mm-hmm. like the guns um like when you're shooting enemies like they, they'll like stagger they've got like some impact and the the sound effects are all very like chunky at least with at least with your starting guns which are all like kind of normal like real real world yeah. guns that you would expect right, to see right. yeah um uh, yeah, what are your impressions, I guess, of like the combat so far and all that? Yeah, combat's great. Weapons feel weighty and loud. And yeah, you don't, you don't really, it doesn't feel like you're kind of floating or there, you know, doesn't feel like you're shooting a, like a water gun. It's a weird analogy, but I feel like a lot of games, you don't really feel like the guns have any like punch to them. And I, I think they do a good job. And I think sound is a pretty big part of that. Um, like with the rifle, I'm playing the uh, hunter class. So it's kind of, know scoped rifles and stuff but yeah there's like the um kind of the the anim the audio cue like between shots like as you put another cartridge in the chamber is like really chunky and satisfying i think Um, that the like not only your like the guns making sounds is great but the like enemy sound effects are also very well done uh not only from just like the barks and stuff that you hear like for like aggro but just like spatially you know there can be situations where there are a lot of enemies around you and like i hear like a wind up like sound from behind me and i just like instinctively will like dodge forward or something and like i will have barely missed an attack from like right behind me and anytime i can kind of like you know anytime that sound can influence combat like that and i can kind of like play based on what i'm hearing i always think that that's like a really a really important that's important for me. I think that's like a big positive uh, in in favor of this game. It's just combat design and all that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. Um, we, we should probably talk about this more in the context of like how the worlds feel different. But yeah, there's a lot of like just audio cues happening all the time. Uh, I was just kind of paying attention. So the game is loud, like we said. There's like gunshot sounds and all this. Like everything's like making all these sounds like a thing that wants to kill you would be making. There's like you know growling and all these like deep kind of I don't know sounds is like stuff breaks and things are swung at you and like stuff hits the ground and you know there's like spells cast at you and all this stuff um but i've noticed acutely a lot of the time things that the i feel the devs want you to always hear regardless of what else is going on they use like a much higher frequency range so it's like certain tells and stuff like when an attack is about to happen they seem to kind of have carved some space out i don't know intentionally or not but there's like those things tend to be a higher frequency so you can still hear them 
regardless of all that there's all this other stuff going on and you know you're like healing and there's all these like stuff being swung at you and there's uh like ad mobs and stuff but it's like oh there's this high call out sound that means this thing's about to happen and you you hear it every time um yeah yeah i was like draw your focus to the the thing that you maybe need to be listening to right now to (laughs) to handle yeah and this is maybe um actually i have a good example here i'll show you the example I'll show you the example quick. Let me let me share this with you. Um, this is a boss. I guess yeah, maybe I'm not gonna get into like specifics on the on uh, like where this occurs and boss details and stuff, but I'll talk about a little bit about like how this boss is attacking you. So if you feel that okay. as a spoiler, skip ahead. Uh, but again, it's not not no like story stuff or anything. Just like there is a boss that has this kind of weapon will be the extent of my <laughs> spoiler warning. Yeah, be here. warned, you might be about to hear some sound effects from yeah. uh, an unmentioned boss at some point in Remnant 2. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, And he, ha- he summons these things out of the ground, and they swing at you, and they try to hit you, but kind of the shape of them that there isn't uh, is hard to kind of discern, and there isn't much wind-up animation here. So really the best cue you have is the sound and they spawn like all over the place. So there's like, they're always behind you and all around you. So kind of listen here and you'll hear some like distinct cues that are like this thing is about to attack and then you'll hear it like the swing of a thing swinging at you um, in a pretty, in a pretty cool way. You hear that that kind of high pitch tell right before the big boom every time there's like that feel feel that like fires and it's like if you're not listening for that you will definitely die because there's no way that you can like know this is gonna happen yeah i've had a couple bosses that had a similar effect where like they either had an attack or they had like a summon or something that basically would always target like where i'm standing and Generally, there was there was so much visually going on that for me it was much easier just for me to like memorize what that audio cue was for that attack, and then I knew oh he's about to you know attack me. Okay, now I need to dodge as opposed to like keeping an eye out for like the thing about to hit me or on the ground for the thing to shoot up or whatever they might be doing. Uh, and yeah, that was I like that feeling of kind of I can use different senses to you know kind of navigate my way in a scenario. That's a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. Um, I don't know if we're like super equipped to discuss this, but it does like these kinds of mechanics always do have me wondering, um, like from an accessibility perspective, like how people feel about this if they can't do this for whatever reason. Like, are these games just totally off limits to them or, you know, just like what's their what's the general kind of perception there? Because I was doing some reading about Hunt as well. And like, it's the same way, like it's really not accessible if you don't have sound and there's like people that have asked on the subreddit, like, can I play this if I'm, you know, hearing impaired in some capacity? And it's like, you, I mean, you can try, but you're going to be at a disadvantage. Um, so I don't know if, if you have any thoughts there, I'd be interested to hear them, but yeah, if anyone listening does and you want to come chime in, drop into the discord or something and let us know how you feel about it. Yeah. It's, it's a good point because you know, it, it, the, there's been conversations in a similar vein, not necessarily specifically focused, I think, on the audio aspect, but just for like Dark Souls and just the difficulty of those games, too, and how accessible they can be for other people. And if, you know, should there be, 
you know, accessibility options to allow people to kind of, you know, tone things down or whatever to allow more people to enjoy them. People have a lot of a lot of thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah. I um, I kind of like I'm easily swayed <laughs> yeah. on this. I don't have like a super strong um, opinion. Uh, I do. I do think that like to Remnant's credit, um, the like those those things I was just talking about where I, if I can hear a cue before something's about to hit me, that helps me. There are still like in those boss encounters in particular, there are still like visual cues. Like there is one boss um, where they kind of the basically they'll, they'll attack you like from the ground up mm-hmm. at one point. And like, there's like a sound effect that plays before that happens. But if you're also like, you know, paying attention and looking below you, you know, you can, see that's going to happen it's just it was easier for me being able to also hear that and yeah i don't think you know i I, i'm probably not super well equipped to talk about like you know the the ways to remedy that or ways to kind of you know uh make it more accessible um but i do think that there are at least in remnants case compared to something like hunt like i don't think it's vital that you'd be able to hear everything it's just it definitely makes it a little easier i think or at least it it provides another avenue for you to kind of navigate the combat which is cool yeah um yeah i feel like i could play i could probably everything i played in remnant i probably could have done it with the sound off but like it would have been very frustrating like i feel like i wouldn't i would have enjoyed it a lot less and probably just been mad like if i couldn't hear the stuff that was going on not because like i'm missing out but just because like they it feels like these encounters are designed with sound in mind which again like i think is cool and i appreciate it but i also like always have in the back of my head like this feels like it is kind of making this even harder for everyone to get into it um but anyway on a lighter note let's let's talk about we kind of we kind of alluded to it but like how these things feel between the worlds in this game that you described before um just to contextualize a little bit like Again, the game has different worlds. They're not just like map zones. Like the whole theme is very different. Like visually, the audio, the types of enemies. Like there's very few. I can't think of any like enemies that are in multiple zones. Um, yeah, what are some of the coolest highlights you have there from a sound perspective? In like in in the differentiations between these zones. Yeah, I think. Remnant 2 does a really good job of giving each world a very, like, bespoke identity from just the visuals, the enemies, like, the sound that plays from the music that starts when you enter into a world or enter into, like, a zone inside one of those worlds, um the ambiance that's playing as you are wandering across the different zones in those worlds, the enemy sounds that they make, like everything is very, very different. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's a really, that's a big point in its favor because one of the coolest things about this game and, you know, the first one was that it was so varied that as soon as you went into a portal to another world, it was like a whole different not a whole different game because you're still you know, doing the same thing, but you know, the setting was completely different. And because of that, it just opens up. There's so much potential for DLC or just adding on to it or just different places you can go. It's kind of, it's you know, limitless and that's really, yeah. really exciting. Uh, I think my, 
from a sound perspective, I really like the different just ambiances mm-hmm. that you hear across these different zones and how varied they are. Um, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna broadly describe two of the worlds. Yeah. I'm not gonna try to get too specific into what's going on in them or anything, but it's gonna be hard for me to discuss or like demonstrate any of this without at least discussing two of them. So, spoiler warning for at least very broadly what two of these worlds is kind of general structure is in yeah. Remnant Two. Um, but just for good contrast. So one of the worlds that you go to, Yesha, is a forest world. It's returning from the first game. And it has just a really cool ambience of just you're kind of in this like dappled forest. There's like brooks and streams, like insects. There's like a thunderstorm that can go on in some zones like at night. So you're like hearing like the rain, like thunder kind of echoing. creatures and things in the background and contrast that to another world that you go to which is like i'll just say an alien planet is <laughs> is the broadest way i can describe alien it where there's multiple uh yeah senses of yeah, the term <laughs> yeah. a sci-fi alien planet the ambiance is really cool but in addition to that the the like what's happening in those zones is also generally making sound so like that last clip i paid played had kind of that very like loud i don't know what do you do engine like, yeah. thing going on and so like that was an instance like a zone in that world that i never encountered when i played through it because it's all procedurally generated mm-hmm. but as soon as i loaded into that zone i'm like oh there's something different here that i haven't seen before and so like i knew to kind of go seek that out which was very cool to me that like the differences in those zones and everything can have they're all making different sounds and you can hear enemies they're they're kind of making their own sounds too so yeah there's a lot of like cool just i don't know like emergent like diegetic just noises happening that can kind of influence how you approach like your exploration and everything in those zones so i think it's pretty cool what what have have your impressions i guess been of the sound and the kind of identity across these zones yeah I, i i did call out the same thing uh in yesha yesha whichever the forest one yeah the, the, the forest the one. sound of yeah like just the the din of the insects and stuff in the woods it's like very tranquil and it's like much more so than the other zones um the kind of alien zone you called out i i didn't like that one almost felt void of much general ambience especially like in the overworld it's just like very dark and very bleak and feels very alien um, but the sound is so good. It's kind of got like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like alien. It's kind of got some, inf- there's, there's a lot of just like these broad sweeping kind of synthesizers that are, they're not like scary. Um, but it's like Blade Runner. Yeah, exactly. The way I would exactly. describe it. That was yeah. the exact term I was about to use. It feels like Blade Runner, <laughs> both of them. Which is weird because it's not really like stylistically, visually like Blade Runner, but it, it works very well. Um, it kind of gives you this, you're in this old, you know, relic of a empire that was better before or something. and But you don't really have much context as you're exploring. Um, and it's, 
It's real good. And then uh, I'll I'm going to drop one more kind of zone context here. So if you've made it this far, you, you're probably okay with this. But uh, Lossom, Lossom, I don't know if I'm saying that totally right, but the like kingdom kind of world. Um, you When you first enter it, there's just this like kind of sweeping orchestral, very grand, like, you know, of a royal court kind of... plays and then as you explore there's more of that um, but I've just noticed like the differentiation and the instrumentation between these things is very drastic like in the, the forest zone we described there's a lot of like voices human voices like singing happening um, and it's kind of more tribal um, and there's like woodwinds and stuff a little bit more it just fits naturally this, again the sci-fi one it's all like synthesizers and stuff this kingdom one has like you know brass and strings and it's very like here we are a little bit of percussion um, and then that kingdom zone, there's a little bit of like a duality mechanic. I don't go in any, any more beyond that. Um, but there is some interesting stuff in the score there as well, where like it's using the kind of the same themes, but it like all the instrumentation changes very dramatically and it still fits, but it makes it just like makes this feel very, very different suddenly. Um, and you kind of, and the ambience changes a lot there too, kind of back to your previous point. Um, yeah, it's just like very well executed. The music is kind of loud in your face, and I think that they wanted you to notice it. Uh, the sound team, um, but yeah, the ambience is like just does a very good, subtle job of, I think, making you as the player buy into this thing because I think it's a struggle for games when they're trying to do this. Like, okay, now you're in this totally disparate thing. Like this, this environment feels totally different. I think that that can often feel like cheap if not done well, or it just it feels very surface level. Um, or, you know, just kind of like trying to add variety for the sake of it. But this level of sound design and attention to detail here really adds like a depth and a character um, to each of these zones that makes them feel like very lived in and worth exploring. And yeah, it's just it's very cool. Yeah, that's a good point. It would have been very easy for this game and for the first one to for the worlds to feel very samey if they or, or like you said kind of like just cheap or not super well thought out if it was just like a visual difference and like the music didn't change or whatever or you know, the sound design felt very similar or enemies didn't like the how different each like, how each world's identity is so vastly different yeah. from each other really is i think like one of the best things about these games and what makes them so like just fun to play and to re-roll and to go back and it's procedurally generated so they intend for you to go back and play them again and it's, you know, to their credit that, you know, I'm excited to, you know, I'll replay Yesha, Yesha, the forest one, yeah. and then uh, it should be different. Then I'll be excited to jump back into Alien Planet again and just kind of see what's what's gone on there. And yeah, it's 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 just very well done. I like their attention to detail. I also the music. Yeah, the, the different instrumentation is really cool. I, I picked up on that, too. And I thought that that was a really fun touch that stylistically and just instruments are all very different and unique to each location and i hope if they do add more like they did in the first game that they kind of they keep that up they they keep on doing more there yeah it's uh, it's good it's really the music good. yeah the music stings i mostly m most notice them on like zone loading like when i first enter a zone which is when they are featured the most prominently uh, 
There are some really cool boss themes. Mm. I think that's the other point where I hear it the most often. I don't really have any that I need to play right now. They're all very kind of epic boss music, but the music is all very well done. It's very orchestrated. It gets me pumped yeah. um, and it sets the mood very well. So yeah, good job, sound team. Good job, yeah. Remnant sound yeah. team. Yeah, agreed. I, I, haven't, I haven't, there's been no like, yeah, boss encounters that I've been like, whoa, this is super cool. Maybe it's because I'm just like stressed out and paying attention to the boss. Um, the, Understandably uh, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very good. Um, I think my only like real critique from an audio perspective is that I have been struggling. This is kind of back to our earlier point about like audio cues and what, what to listen to. I feel like there's the directional audio here. There's a, it's a little bit weird sometimes. Like I'll feel like something's like ahead of me to the left and it's actually behind me to the left or something. And I've, that's like tripped me up a couple times. And I think it's can be particularly frustrating in a game where it's so important, like we said before. Um, but again, it hasn't like, I've like maybe died to it once or twice and it's like, yeah, whatever I'll try again. No big deal. Um, hopefully, hopefully something that can be fixed. Yeah. Uh, if it is just like a bug or a spatial thing, there's, there's a few technical pieces. I think that, you know, I'd say it launched in a fairly solid state. Some people have talked about optimization being pretty poor on PC. I've been fine for yeah. the most part. I haven't had many issues, but yeah, um, there's definitely a few things I think they could they could work out. Yeah, cool. I guess yeah. To end on a positive note, okay, there is and like spoiler warning. I'm gonna get into some specifics here because I can't. I cannot talk about this without getting into some specifics. Um, but Nathan, have you encountered like the cube boss yet? I think you have to have. Yes, yes. Okay. I have encountered the cube boss. So I like guess spoilers for. <laughs> Spoilers for what happens. It's, I don't even know how to describe how you get to the cube boss. Spoilers for, I don't know, five or six hours, I guess. Yeah, it's like the second <laughs> or third major boss. If You will know what we're talking about if you've beaten it. You will know what the cube yeah. boss is definitively. Spoilers for a boss yeah. in Rem that you will encounter at some point. Anyway, yes. that there is sound happening. Like the score on that, that that boss fight, I definitely was appreciating the whole time on like my... 15th try i was still like okay this is cool um, that one took me so many attempts uh, yeah. as well. <laughs> i got really close on like my second attempt i almost beat it i was really like i figured out the thing that i and then i didn't and then i just like kept beating my head against it and eventually i like went and ate dinner and came back and then beat it right away um nice is so often how it goes but anyway the score in that boss fight um the sound is like very syncopated um or synchronized rather with the like movement of the cubes in the zone you're like trying to dodge these cubes kind of in this arena as you fight this boss and they kind of each they rotate um across the map so you can picture like a you know like a die uh like a board game die being moved like rotated side to side and you're like dodging that as you go and that like corresponds with the score like the beats the beats of the track are in sync with those blocks moving like other stuff kind of raining down from you from the sky that's also uh, synchronized with the rhythm of the music and it's it's like that fight is really frustrating but really great at the same time yeah <laughs> cool fight cool music yeah, yeah definitely a standout for sure yeah yeah it's good 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I have one other. I, I haven't encountered this yet in this game, but I have one thing I'm on the lookout for. And I'm excited for if it happens. But one of my favorite just like puzzles in a video game ever was from Remnant 1. Uh, so I guess spoilers for Remnant 1. It's been out for long enough, so I feel okay talking about this. Mm-hmm. But there's like... Um, in like the forest world, which is also in Remnant 1, there's a character like playing, I think it's like a flute uh, in like one of the zones you enter and he's just kind of up there doing his thing and there are some bells behind him that if you shoot, all like play different notes and like the puzzle there is that you're supposed to like hear what he's playing and like replicate the uh, phrase yeah. that he's kind of repeating over on the bells behind him mm-hmm. and like I... I figured that was like maybe what they intended for you to do because they were back there. But like I, I just gave it an attempt. I'm like I don't know, like the sounds. I think I can remake yeah. that. And so I just shot them, redid it, and it like solved the puzzle, gave me a cool thing. I am like I haven't encountered anything yet in Remnant Two, but like puzzles like that are my favorite thing. It's one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So good job, Gunfire. I hope there are some cool audio puzzles in this one too because that is. That is my shit. Yeah. I mean, the puzzles in this one are like perfectly obtuse and weird and you got to like kind of work through them and they make you make one feel very accomplished when you figure them out. Um, yeah. 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 They're real good. I just had to shout that out because that's one of my favorite things. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good call out. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, cool. But yes, let's do, um, let's do minor updates. What's your minor update, Noel? Um, Let's see, we're on, we're like a week past um, Oppenheimer Barbie release weekend here. So I'm going to, Barbenheimer. I'm going to, yeah, right. I'm going to talk about one of them and it's Oppenheimer. Because I feel like, it, like the Barbie score and sound, everyone, like it's, it's great. Everybody likes it. Um, but Oppenheimer's the sound design in that, I mean, it's Nolan. It's, that's his whole thing, right? Um, but I was fortunate enough to go see it in IMAX and like, it's so good. The dynamic range there is so good, especially in something like this where, I didn't feel I had like ear fatigue at all. Like it was very moderately mixed. The dialogue all felt like at a healthy volume. But then when, you know, the stuff in Oppenheimer that's happening that the movie is about it, like when that stuff does start happening, the bombs drop um, and some of just like the, the very limited use of like special effects in there. That movie is almost all practical effects, but um, it's just, it's real good. Uh, like there's, so many little cues, like such attention to detail is astounding. And then, yeah, like the big stuff, the the way sound is used to like build tension in that movie subtly without beating you over the head with it. And especially when like mixed in a very dynamic way, which I know is problematic. And like, everyone's like, can't watch a Christopher Nolan film on your phone. Cause you won't be able to hear anything. But like when you do have the audio set up for it, it does work very, very well. It's excellent. Um, so yeah, Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer's awesome. Awesome. I have one question for you. Yeah. Could you understand what the characters were saying without subtitles? I could in the IMAX theater with the volume very loud. <laughs> okay. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had issues with that in the past. That's why Dunkirk, I think, is my favorite Chris Nolan movie because there's so little dialogue. It's just what's happening. Yeah, so I don't yeah. have to even worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I definitely did have ear fatigue by the end of that in a good way. Yeah. Um, so Oppenheimer, I'm excited to see it. That's, good. That's awesome That's to good. hear. What's your minor update? My minor update is the latest album by Carly Rae Jepsen, um, the Canadian pop singer, Carly Rae Jepsen. It is called The Loveliest Time. Uh, So this came out uh, literally yesterday as of recording this, and I probably listened to it like four times its entirety. Um, It is like the 
sister album, companion album um, to her album from last year, which was called The Loneliest Time. This is the loveliest time now. I see. She kind of has this like process of she'll release like her main album and then she'll do like a B-sides or kind of like cutting room floor, like, you know, cut tracks Mm -hmm. album. Uh, and more recently, I've been gravitating towards a lot of her kind of B-side albums, the, the the second releases, because they tend to be the more experimental, like less mainstreamy sounding ones. The ones she was like, I don't know if I could put this on a main album, so I won't yeah. put it on there. And then, you know, she compiles all of them and releases them. And they tend to be cool. like, they just tend to be really fun and a little, they're still like pop songs. They're very listenable. They're not that weird, but her production is a little bit different. Like stylistically, they're a little more unique and don't always kind of just follow you know, everything I would expect. So like, yeah, the loveliest time. Uh, it's really good. Um, there's like a few just certified bangers on there. Um, I don't, I, I, I would give you a bunch of like standout tracks that I like, but honestly, the whole thing is definitely worth a listen. Uh, if you like, good pop music and you want something that sounds still very listenable but maybe a little a little weirder than what you might find um elsewhere give the loveliest time a go it's uh it's a really good album nice nice i'll uh i'll listen to it i'll listen to it this week recommend for sure cool um nice well uh yeah thanks for tuning in uh again you can uh find us on octetpod.com uh we're octetpod on all social media um discord link and everything is in the show notes and we'll have links uh to what we can uh in the show notes for the minor updates as well thanks for listening awesome bye we did it we did it okay i'm gonna turn off the mic now